Uh, good morning, and welcome to Genesis. Uh, we're going to start our service today with a few songs, so would you stand together with us, and we'll open up with the song, 10,000 Reasons. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song again, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. You're rich in love. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship your holy name. And on that day, and on that day when my strength is failing the end draws near and my time has come still my soul will sing your praise unending ten thousand years and then forevermore bless the lord oh my soul his holy name sing like never before oh my soul i'll worship your holy name bless the lord oh my soul oh my soul worship his holy Your holy name. Amen. 
so good to be together here in person again. Um, it's great to see faces and just join together as a community. Um, we're going to do another one of the song called Build My Life. I think it's one we've he done here a few times before. Uh, but this one um, is close to my heart and really means something to me. So I hope you uh, enjoy it and enjoy it too. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, oh, we live for you, and holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, oh, we live for you. And holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and in your love to those around me. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a sure foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and i will not be shaken and i will build my life upon your love it is a firm foundation and i will put my trust in you shaken and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me 
have a seat. Is this on? Yes. Good morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. My name is Maddie Marshall, um, and I get the privilege of leading testimony time. Um, and this is a time where we come together and, yeah, really get to connect with one another as the body of Christ and share where have we seen God moving in our lives, in our community. Um, and so, yeah, I know this time specifically is one that I feel like really ministers to my heart, hearing how God is at work in our daily lives. Um, and so, yeah, if you have um, something to share of how God has been at work, um, whether big or small, um, we would love to hear it. It would be an encouragement to build, build up one another. So, I don't know if we have Zoom. We don't have Zoom? We do have Zoom. Oh yeah, so if you're on Zoom, um, feel free also to type in the chat your name, and we will spotlight you, and you can share with us as well. So, so who's up? Awesome. Which way are we doing this? Coming up? Yeah, come on up. <laughs> I'm used to trying to get my steps in, so. Hi. Happy Sunday, guys. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I was looking at myself in the mirror this morning and the light was behind me and it was kind of making my hair, my beard thin and I went in the bathroom and I looked and I was like, oh, it's fine. And God put it on my heart that maybe I wasn't looking at myself in the right light. So if you see yourself in a certain light, maybe you should look at it from the point of view of God's and, and you might see it a, different, a little differently. Amen. Thank you for that encouragement. Yes. Those are those challenges. So good. So good. Yeah. Who else? Well, I can share. Oh, Dan. Oh, I'm, not, I'm so used to it. So we got a little bit of uh, prayer uh, answer today uh we brought our daughter granddaughter lily to church a number of times but uh she's she's real hyperactive and she she said there's too much sitting in sunday school so she didn't want to go to church anymore and uh, so we just started praying and we were praying this week well we had her friday night and friday and saturday and uh she said without us prompting she said she wanted to go to church so lily's here in answer to prayer and uh just thank you Thank the Lord for that. Yes, that's awesome. So great. Um, I was going to share too, so you guys know the weather's been kind of crazy and bad. Um, I was driving home from one of our events where we work with college students, and um, the roads were super icy, except they looked fine when I was driving this, so you know where this is going, right? And um, I think I was on the lodge, and I hit black ice, and I was like doing this, and I ended up like on the side of the highway and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And so I just felt like a weird, like I was like, was that like instincts kicking in or was that like God giving me peace in the midst of like, I should have been panicking, but yeah, I did not crash. Um, even though I ended up kind of stuck for a minute 
um, and was able to get home safe. And so praising God for that and kind of that was kind of feels like a big way. And then in a small way, um, I got a new phone yesterday and um, uh, God just provided, there was this um, gal who was helping me out. We, you know, are a nonprofit, and so I was trying to see if the tax exemption thing would work out, something small, but that would be helpful to us. And um, yeah, this girl came over who works there and happened to know of crew, and like, it was a lot of like little details that it's like if someone else had been there, it would have been like, oh, can't find the right number, oh, can't do this, whatever, it's just not gonna work out. And I would have been like, okay, we tried. Um, But she was like determined to help me, and I just feel like that was just really the Lord's kindness um, towards me. So I was really, really thankful for that. Yeah. Any others? Do we have any Zoomers? Oh, we have one. Come on up if you can. Hello, church. Like a lot of us, the last couple years have been pretty tough, and this was a pretty good week, and that was good enough. Amen. It does feel good. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Any others? Great. Praise God. Let me pray, and we'll continue our worship. Um, Lord, thank you. that, yeah, when you say when two or more are gathered, you are here. And so thank you that you're here with us. Um, God, thanks that you are with us in our weeks as well and just the moments of getting to celebrate answered prayer and changing our, our grandchildren's heart and having a good week in the midst of just a really challenging time and, um, yeah, just even speaking to us as we look in the mirror. And so thanks, God, for your protection. Um, for your love for us and your presence with us. And so help us um, now to continue um, to be in tune with you here, um, to hear from one another and be encouraged. And so we love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. Would you stand with us again for this last song? Uh, This song is kind of a newer one to our church, I think. I just heard it last week on... um, on the Zoom, and uh, it really caught my ear. Some of the words felt just really like meaningful for right now. The chorus talks about staying and waiting and holding on, and that, for me, that felt like you know a good description of where I'm at some days, and I think uh, our community too sometimes feels like uh, that's kind of meaningful. So um, if, if it's unfamiliar to you because it's just the first couple times we played it, feel free to just listen and kind of take it in. But if you have heard it a few times and are ready to to join us in singing, please do. Who spoke the earth and sky to form? Who sets the sun and calls the dawn? Who breathed me out of dust to life? With the will to trust or run and hide 
this one <laughs> since I got it so we're up on this well uh, so I'm Dan Butchery I'm one of the elders and it uh, how do people become elders 
they're chosen from the congregation by the congregation as uh, people to help uh, the pastors as we together shepherd uh, this congregation uh, called Genesis. And it's uh, quite a process, actually. Uh, the nominations, we have a period of time of nominations, and people from the congregation can suggest somebody that they would like to have as an elder. And uh, those names are put together, and then, then the person is approached, and some people say, eh, you, you know, God's not calling me right now. But uh, we uh, uh, have a process then where once the person says they're open to it, then we have some people from the congregation who interview the person. And it's quite a long, rigorous <coughs> interview, exploring many, many different things. And then if the people that interview them say, yes, this person's really, they got the, some of the biblical requirements and they've got a, the heart that's uh, ready for that kind of leadership, then they're brought before the elders themselves and we interview them and, um, and then there's a decision-making process from the elders, and then we present them to the congregation. And, uh, and after a couple weeks, uh, then there will be a time for affirmation. I am very, very pleased to announce that uh, Bonnie Backing has been uh, nominated to be an elder. Bonnie, would you stand or even come up here so people can see you? And, uh, and you will notice Bonnie's T-shirt. She is a servant. <laughs> She's serving up with the kids right now in the garden. And so that's why we changed things, so she could get back up there and, uh, and continue working with the kids. And, um, but uh, Bonnie, um, Bonnie had quite a journey. And if you want to hear her journey, feel free to ask her uh, about that journey of responding to God's call. Uh, it was just really touched me, touched all of us on the, on the elders as she shared the story. And, and I think, I think uh, it's, it's very much a way that God moves among us is, is calls ordinary people. You're extraordinary in some ways, you know. <laughs> I'm sure your husband has got a longer list than, than we do. But, you know, it's like God calls. And Bonnie said yes, and we are so thrilled. Um, and uh, it was a consensus by the elders. And so over the next two weeks, if any of you want to talk to Bonnie about it, feel free to talk to Bonnie. There, she took off her mask so you can see her face. And uh, although we might recognize you better with the mask on, the way things are at Genesis. But um, uh, so, so you can feel free to talk with her. And then in two weeks' time, we're going to have a time for the congregation to uh, affirm uh, this calling that has been through many, many steps for Bonnie to come to this stage. But we're looking forward to her joining us uh, in the work of leading the church. So thank you, Bonnie. Do you mind if I pray right now? Okay. So Lord, we thank you for Bonnie and we thank you for her journey in faith uh, to this point and that she has, uh, has agreed, said yes to your call and that, um, that we pray that you will guide our church as we continue this process and come uh, to the end. But then we pray for the time ahead that our elders together as a team with, with Bonnie would be able to, to, to fulfill your calling for us as a group as we seek to lead your people together. And we, we know that, that there's all kinds of ways we fall short, but with you, we can be more than adequate for the task that you've given us. And so we thank you for that. And I thank you for Bonnie and for her faith in Jesus. 
and her willingness to lead. Bless her now. She serves the children in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Bonnie. Let's give her a hand. Thank you. All right, good morning, church. My name is Allison Caneza, and I'm here with a couple of announcements this morning. Um, we are asking folks to continue to keep your masks on uh, for a little bit longer, especially as you are walking through the common area in the lobby, just to help protect uh, the vulnerable among us, including small children. Upcoming, we've got some events. So uh, Sunday, March 6th, we will be eating together following our worship service. Uh, we will, this will be a chance to celebrate the start of the Lenten season, uh, and we're going to share, uh, it's another form of communion, eating together. And the lunch will be soup and salad, and if your last name starts with an A through P, we're asking you to bring a soup, and you can bring that in a crock pot. Um, there are opportunities to heat up um, some pans down in the kitchen or keep them warm, um, but crock pots work great. And if your last name starts with a Q through a Z, please bring a salad to share. So that will be Sunday, March 6th, after service, soup and salad lunch. And then Ash Wednesday is uh, March 2nd, and we'll be having service at 6.30 p.m. that evening. As we begin our Lenten journey, we're invited to come fully as we are. The prophet Joel proclaims, return to God with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. And that's from Joel 2.12. Your brokenness, joy, gifts, and doubts all belong to God. God wants you authentically. God wants you stripped down and vulnerable. You are enough. Come as you are with all that you are. So that is the invitation for, um, for Ash Wednesday service on March the 2nd. All right, uh, now it's time for connection. So stand up, say hi to the folks around you or, you know, close-ish and, uh, and tell them what you're doing this weekend on this beautiful sunny winter weekend. Thank you.
Okay, if you want to finish that thought and return to your seats. Thank you very much. Thank you. We want to say a special word of thanks to all of you who give in support of the ministry of Genesis. Uh, if you brought an offering, uh, you, we have a box in the back as you, as you come in those uh, doors there. There's a box there that you can put your offering in. Or you can text it or uh, give digitally um, uh, on, on our uh, website. There's a number of ways that you can give. But however you give, we are so grateful to you and we're grateful to God because God is the one who provides us uh, the wherewithal that we can, that we can give. Um, and so let's, uh, let's give a word of thanks to God. Shall we pray? Lord, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy, which is so great and renewed every day. And we thank you that we're able to come into your house today and we, we thank you that we're able to offer our gifts to you for your glory, for your service. And we just pray that you'll take these gifts and, and use them. Uh, bless the work that's going on through this church, through the staff, and, and we pray that you would anoint them all with your Holy Spirit so that they would be empowered to serve you. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. It's good to see everybody here today. And... Uh, and uh, for those of you on Zoom or Facebook, we greet you in the name of the Lord as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a delight to be here and um, to share the Word of God with you. I'm going to start with two scripture passages. Um, the first is from John chapter 20, uh, beginning at verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. It's from his crucifixion. And the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said again to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then from the book of Isaiah, chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the threshold shook at the voice of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed, 
and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. Amen. Amen. This month we've been looking at something that the church leadership calls the Genesis Way. And it's basically a description of the movement in our lives as we seek to follow Jesus in this community that we call Genesis the Church. And it's, it's different than our values, which are posted on the other side of this wall here, and you can read them anytime you want. We've taught on them many, many times. But our values speak about what we believe about ourselves and, teach, and, and what we believe about each other as we engage in following Jesus. But the Genesis way is more like a symphony in our lives that has three movements. Each builds on what went before. And so two weeks ago, Nate gave us the interview of the Genesis, the overview, excuse me, the overview of the Genesis way with its three pillars about how we arrive at our shared vision. First, Genesis is a place of belonging. Second, Genesis is a place of calling. Third, Genesis is a place of becoming, of activating. Well, last week, Bo taught us about becoming, or excuse me, belonging. <laughs> we belong to God. We belong to God. And what a gift that is. What an amazing starting place for everything. We belong to God. Today, I'd like to explore Genesis as a place of calling. For us to be the church, God calls us to be you, you, and each one of you uh, will learn and develop God's calling in your life. Now, some of you may have a lot of clarity about God's call in your life right now. Some of you may have some idea of what that means, but it's a bit murky. And some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. And wherever you are, that's okay. Calling is a growing journey for all of us, and it can change. Calling is not like getting on I-75 and just going to the next exit. Rather, it is a lifelong quest to follow Jesus, that, and it's a quest that can evolve, it can radically shift, it can transform, or it can be slow and steady. It could be different for each one of us. But calling begins with discipleship. Now, discipleship can be summed up in two words. Follow me. Who said that? Who said follow me? Jesus did. Not Dan Buttrey, not Bo, not Nate. It, it was Jesus who said, follow me. And that's what it's all about. Jesus is the one who's talking. And Jesus says to you and to me, follow me. Just like he said that to Peter and Mary Magdalene 2,000 years ago. And we hear that call and we come into this group of people where we find that we belong together with God. And so we spend some time with Jesus. We come to church on Sunday. We learn about God. We worship the Lord. We read the Bible. Maybe we're in a small group and we, we learn more about God with these friends, this small circle of friends. Maybe on our own we read the Bible and we pray and we spend time with Jesus even as those first disciples did. And, and it can be wonderful. But then Jesus says something that can jolt us. 
Maybe it can cause you to change gears. Maybe it forces you to kind of, kind of, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? John 20, which we just read, after Jesus rose from the dead, he met with his disciples. They were scared. They were in a locked room. You know, they didn't know if they were going to be the next ones to die. And Jesus shows up in the middle of this locked room, and, and he says to them, as the Father sent me, so I send you. You and I are being sent. We have a calling. We have a mission to take on, a job to do. And we follow Jesus, and then we learn about how Jesus acts in love, and we see Jesus work to mend the world, to bring saving grace to people, and then Jesus says, now it's your turn. Like you saw me do it, you are to be at work in this hurting world with my love. But the world is so big, and the needs are so great, and I'm just one little person with sometimes my own needs and my own struggles. So what, what does God want me to do? What does God want you particularly to do? That's what calling is all about. Finding that unique way to love, that unique way to work, that unique way to act for God's love, for God's justice, God's peace, God's mercy, God's salvation in this world. Calling is about finding, did I do something? Calling is about finding that particular person that you are to be in action. How do you find your call? You know, there's no set way to do it. I mean, there's no app on your phone. I'm terrible at apps, but even my daughter can't show me the app to find my calling with God because it doesn't exist. How you are is unique, and how God will communicate with you is unique to who you are and who God is. But there are some things that are often woven into the process. Now, if you're going to get a call or text on your phone, it helps if you have your phone charged, doesn't it? And it also helps if you didn't leave it on your dresser when you went out today. you got to have your phone if you're going to get a message. And there are things that can help us to be in the place to hear God's call, to have, have our heart ready and, and charged to, to, to receive that message from God. And the first is prayer. If you want to hear from God, it helps to be in a conversation with God. To pray, and, and in prayer you can pour your heart out to God about what's going on, but then you got to listen. Prayer isn't just about talking, it's also about listening. If God is talking and then you aren't listening, then you're not going to hear anything. Sometimes in our prayers we need to just be still. Sit for a bit. Listen to what God might be stirring up in your spirit or stirring in your mind. Second, look at your gifts or your strengths. How has God designed you? <laughs> what is it you love to do? What is it that's your passion? What is it that shines in you? You know, at Genesis, we, we have, uh, we've done it a number of times, a process of assessing our gifts, trying to find out uh, what our gifts are, and we have some tools on that, and there is uh, not an app, but a, a, a website that you can go to and you can do this inventory. It's, uh, you might want to note this. Uh, I think, where do we have it, Bo? Is it on the website? Or? 
somewhere. We'll, we'll be sure that you can get it. Text Bo or me and we'll be sure you get it. But here it is, www.giftpassionstory.com. Giftpassionstory.com. That's just one of many tools. There are others. But, you know, God doesn't waste anything. And if you are designed in a certain way, God can, you can be sure that God's going to find a way to use those things that you do best and the things that you love to do. That's a part of who you are, and God will weave that into your call. You can be sure of it. So doing a gift inventory can help. But third, there's something the exact opposite of the things that you love to do. What about the terrible things that have happened to you? What about your traumas? The bad stuff something, somebody did to you? Or the bad stuff that you had to go through? You know, sometimes God's call comes out of our worst experiences. When my dad died, it was a huge blow to my mom. He was 56, so she was in her early 50s. And they had been married for 26 years but she, she had a lot more life ahead of her. Uh, but she was kind of floundering a little bit. Her service to Christ had been more supportive of my dad's calling. And then he was gone. Well, out of that trauma, my mom heard a special call. She started a single again group for people who had lost their life partner, whether through, through death or through divorce. And that single again group was amazing. The people that, that uh, gathered together and became this supportive community, some in the church and some outside the church because they advertised into the neighborhoods and, and some people who weren't even Christians. And they came and, and out of my mom's trauma, she had this amazing ministry that developed. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 about the God who consoles us in all our affliction so that we may be able to console those who are in any affliction with the consolation with which, he are, uh, that which we ourselves are consoled by God. Now that's kind of convoluted. Basically he's saying how you are helped by God is how you can help others. Simple as that. Many times our calling comes from those places in trauma. You know, on June 25th, it's a Saturday, we're going to have a special opportunity to learn about how God can lead us to our calling through our trauma. The, the, there's going to be a workshop that Saturday on the topic, Redeeming Heartache, How Past Suffering Reveals Our True Calling. It's led by Kathy Lorizel. And it should be an awesome opportunity to learn how to redeem and heal some of those deep wounds in our lives by turning God loose through those wounds to touch other wounded people. You know, a fourth way to explore our call is to simply talk to others. Many of us in Genesis are in a small group. And if God is stirring you about your particular call and what it might be, then talk to those in your group about it. Hear what some of those friends have seen in you. Sometimes when we do these gifts analysis, you know, we're very humble. We'll, we'll just rate ourselves very low. And then when somebody else says, no, I've seen this in you. I've seen how you touch people this way. So those folks in our small groups can many times be that mirror 
to reflect back to us what God is doing through us so that we can clearly see it and embrace it. Talk to a prayer partner. Talk to a soul friend. Talk to a spiritual friend. If you have a spiritual director or a mentor, talk with that person about what your call might be. What what do they see developing in you? What might they say that could guide you in your journey toward discovering your call? Fifth, and this isn't the last, step out in faith to do something in service or ministry, even if you don't know what your calling is. You know, it's very hard to turn a parked car to the left or to the right. There's that the other way for you guys. I get confused. But, you know, if a car is moving, if a car is in gear, you can easily turn it. And God will have a hard time directing you if you are parked at home and, and just sitting there. Volunteer for something short term. Do something one time for one person to show care. Sometimes God has to take us down one street so that we can see down the next street to where it is that God's trying to let us go. You know, Sharon and I, when we were in college, we were planning to go through to this ministry overseas that reached out to lost souls, mostly drug, uh, drugged out hippies uh, into Eastern religions and on what they called the hippie trail. And this ministry would gather those folks, sometimes reaching out to them in prison. And they would bring them into this big house where they would live together, the Christians and the people that they had connected with and uh, kind of living in a sort of Christian commune. Well, for two years, we were in a prayer group that was praying for this ministry, and we were planning to go there, and we never went. But by thinking so much about that ministry, we did discover a call to God to live with an open house, to have other people live with us. And we have done that. We began it in seminary, and we've continued that practice until this very day, except for the years when our kids were teenagers, when they needed a lot of focused attention. (laughs) But we have a couple people living with us right now. Uh, That was something that, that God showed to us by taking us first down one road to open our minds up, but then showed us down the road we were supposed to go. It's not something I'd recommend, by the way, unless God calls you to it. But for us, it's been an incredibly rich journey through which we've made some incredibly deep friendships with us. You know, having people live with us has been a huge part of our calling. But God had to show us something else before we could even imagine it. But I need to warn you, God's voice is not the only voice that's involved in this conversation. God's voice through friends and prayer partners and the Bible will have some competition with other voices that want to mess you up. Some of those voices are from outside and they say, you can't. You can't do that. Maybe you can't do that because you're a woman. I mean, just this week, I heard a sister talk about what kind of that kind of voice that came from outside her life. And thankfully, she pressed through to hear God's call for her. By the way, for all you sisters gathered here, Genesis is holding a special workshop Saturday morning, March 26th, led by Sharon Buttry, on the topic, Equipping and Calling Women 
in spiritual leadership. Now, spoiler alert. This is going to have some solid teaching and some amazing stories. <laughs> so I invite you sisters to, to join Sharon in that time. But beware of those voices from outside that say, you can't. But even more powerful are the negative voices that come from inside of us. Instead of you can't, it's I can't. I can't because I'm, I can't because I'm a woman. I can't because I'm retired. I can't because I don't have good health. I can't because I don't have enough money. I can't because you fill in the blank. What's that I can't voice within you? And if you let I can't have the last word, you won't. But if you hear that I can't because voice inside of you, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, you're in good company. You're in good company. Jeremiah said, I can't because I'm too young. Jeremiah chapter 1, now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. There's a clear call. And then I said, ah, Lord God, truly, I do not know how to speak for I'm only a boy. <laughs> but the Lord said to me, do not say I'm only a boy, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. <laughs> and then there was Moses at the burning bush. Talk about a cool way to get your call, if I can mix metaphors there. I mean, Moses was getting his call from the voice of God coming out of this bush that was on fire and yet not consumed. And and talk about a powerful message that would be so awesome, wouldn't it? And what does Moses say? I can't. I, I can't because I don't talk well. I, I stutter. Exodus 4. But Moses said to the Lord, Oh my God, I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you've spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gives speech to mortals? Who makes them mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? So go, and I will be with you, with your mouth, and teach you what you are to speak. And he said to Moses, and he, Moses rather, said, Oh my Lord, please send someone else. <laughs> I love Moses. When God answers his, I can't, because I don't talk good, then Moses says, well, send someone else. These stories are in the Bible because God understands the I can't messages that are inside of us. But God provides an empowering response to those self-limiting statements. Paul gives us one of the best responses in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Will you say that with me? I can do all things. No, let's, let's kind of echo it back and forth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Memorize that verse. Put it on your mirror so that every morning 
when you're like Jesse and you go there, and the light will come from that message. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, one last topic I'd like to unpack about calling this morning is that our callings can shift and change throughout life. I mean, look around you right now. We got some old folks like me. We got some young folks like Andrew here. We got a lot of different people. We've got a lot of different relationship contexts in this congregation. I mean, we go through seasons in our lives, both of age and relationships that we're in. And our calling can change through these seasons in our lives. Many of you know that I was a missionary with the American Baptist churches working around the world doing Christian peacemaking in places of conflict. And I believe that was my big calling. The reason that God put me on this planet. But now I'm retired. Yes, I still connect to some of my friends around the world. Sometimes I've talked to people from two or three countries before breakfast. But I'm not leading things anymore. I'm not in the thick of it. I'm in a different season of life. Is my life done because my main calling is pretty much finished? Last summer, I took that question to a week-long retreat that Sharon and I had. And um, every day, I prayer walked a labyrinth next to the cottage that we were staying in. And every day, God spoke to me and led me deeper into understanding my call for this new season in my life. God is not done with me yet. And it's amazing how God moved and met me in that moment of seeking. And I shared some of those details during a testimony time a few months ago when I talked about that prayer walk. And I've got new clarity about the new call in the new season of my life. But I'd like to talk more specifically about my grandmother, Francina Arnold. You know, Grandma had some dramatic seasons to her calls. When she was middle-aged, she had a family. She had uh, four kids. And so she, was strongly, she strongly embraced her call to be a mother. But she also, during that time, strongly embraced her call to help people in need. Now, it was during the Depression. And there were a lot of people who would be traveling back and forth. Some people call them hobos, but there were, there were lots of people who were, were traveling, trying to find work, trying to find anything they could. And um, some of those folks had put an X on the outside of Grandma's house. You know what that X meant? You can find food here. And often, there would be a knock at the door around dinner time. Grandma would say, come on in. Come on in. There was always enough room. Grandma was amazing in her generosity. They were poor. It was one time in church. They went to church, and the offering came. Grandpa reached in, and there was, he had a quarter and a half dollar. That was all that they had. And Grandma said, put the half in, Frank. God's never let us down. Next day, he got some temporary labor. You know, but even with their poverty, they always had people coming in. Even if they had to water down the soup so it'd stretch further, they always did that. 
That was grandma. Well, her kids moved out of the house, and a new calling developed in a rather humorous way. She read some Christian romances. She liked that, but there was this woman, Grace Livingston Hill. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she wrote a lot of the Christian romances, and grandma hated her books. She said, these are disgusting. The good people are too good. The bad people are too bad. And my grandfather said, well, do you think you can do a better job? Why don't you try it? So she did. And she wrote Not My Will, which sold almost a million copies. She ended up writing 10 novels. And she died in 1972. And we are still receiving royalties, the family, from some of the novels that she wrote. Grandma. You could say that was her major calling, but um, she developed rheumatoid arthritis. Her hands became just like this. She couldn't move them. She was in pain. She ended up in her, she couldn't write anymore, and she ended up in her bed just in, in, in constant physical pain. Is that the end of her calling? Nope. She got a new calling. She became a prayer warrior. And she prayed for her family. She prayed for her church. And she prayed for missionaries all around the world. We said, the sun never sets on people Francina Arnold is praying for. One of the people she prayed for was me. I wasn't a Christian at that time. Grandma prayed for me to come to know Christ and to find my calling. Grandma followed her call until God called her home. So I don't care who you are or what you're going through. God's got a call for you. There's something that you can do. If you love Jesus, Jesus has a call for you. Maybe you know that call. I know that many of you do, and great. Live out that call as best you can. You're going to make mistakes along the way, but God's grace is sufficient to take even your stumblings and make something beautiful of it. But know that the seasons may change and a time may come when a new calling may emerge. Move into that new call in the grace of Jesus. But for now, do what God has put before you. And maybe you don't know your call and that's okay. Be on the journey to hear it to discover it. There are things you can do now to show the love of Jesus in the world. So just, just take a test, an experimental test. Take a step along the way. Do something. Step out. Get the car moving. And I guarantee you that God's going to connect that calling to the center of who you are. And when you hear that call, be like Isaiah. In that passage we read earlier, Isaiah, when he just sees the glory of God and he feels so inadequate, so inadequate. And yet when God calls, what does he say? Here am I, Lord. Send me. May it be so for all of us. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for calling us into your service. Thank you for taking people like Jeremiah and Moses and... Mary Magdalene and Peter and my sisters and brothers here in this congregation and using us for your glory. We pray, God, that those of us that are stumbling along our way and seeking 
may hear your word and be able to move with new vigor and new strength into what you've called us to do and be. We thank you, God, that you take ordinary people like us, clay pots, and you fill us with your glory and your goodness. So, God, we commit ourselves to you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, Dan. That was awesome. Do you hear the cants? I was talking with a friend, too, this week, and there's those seasons when you feel like you're limping. Right, there's, there's something going on. And I don't know if there's a season in my life when I'm not limping in some way. Right? There's, there's not something that is slowing me down. Pain, illness, trauma, weakness. And sometimes the can't is based on some of that own weakness. Like, oh, no, I, I can't. And yet, that seems just to be who we are. God using broken people. So as I hear Dan, Dan's encouragement and the call of Jesus, for us, what does it look like to say Yes. It's, it's not yes to knowing what it is, but it's the yes to want to know. It's the yes to say, Lord, open my eyes and show me. Regardless of how small it is or how big it is, do you want to know? I love the, when uh, David had this prayer of creating me a clean heart, O oh Lord, renew a right spirit within me, or renew a willing spirit. And that willing spirit saying, oh, I'm willing. Open my eyes and show me. A friend of mine uses this language. He says, all right, I sign up again. I sign up. It's sort of like that signing up for the gym or something. Or, but he's like, no, I'm signing up. I'm, I'm saying Yes. And so part of that calling is knowing that, boy, does Jesus love you? And God loves you. And this doesn't get you more love. This is just a design. This is how God has wired you. God's love for us. Do you say yes? Do you say yes to wanting to know? And so would you stand with me as we dismiss? And so let's stand. If you're on Zoom, feel free to stand because... You're with us as well. You're on Facebook. Feel free to stand. I know when we say yes, God takes notice. He hears those. He receives it. And you may feel like you're in dialogue with all the ifs, what ifs, nots, and whatever, but... May we say yes. Could we say, Lord, sign me up. Open my eyes. Take my hand, even when it seems dark around me. Even, even if it feels weary, but you've got no strength. It doesn't depend on your strength or your know-how or your wisdom, but on God. 
So, in your way, with your voice, with your heart, with your mind, with your being, with your strength, with your weakness, would you say yes to Jesus? And so, if that is you, in the way that you can, voice that, whisper that, tune into that. And so, Lord, would you show my brothers and sisters, for those who are saying yes, even in this moment as we say yes, may you hear that. Receive that. Take that yes and put your grace into it, Lord, to guide us even to the small and to the simple. Open our eyes, Lord, to see that we can become learners of you, guided by you and shaped by you. We need your grace, Lord. We need your help in that. But we say, yes, sign us up, Lord, to go with you. So come, Holy Spirit. May there be a hope and anticipation of going with you. Amen. So Dan, thank you. So we, we want you to know we take this seriously and we want to create we want to create spaces and opportunities and we know that some of you already do them. You take opportunities, you step into learnings, you put yourself in places in order to discern. And so but some of those, as Dan said, so on Saturday, March the twenty sixth, the last Saturday of March, Sharon is gonna be teaching on women, equipping women and their calling towards spiritual leadership. It's from 9.30 a.m. until 11.30 a.m. for two hours. It's going to be great conversations. It's going to be hearing stories. It's going to be wrestling and talking and dialogue. And there's child care if you need that. So that's Saturday. That is one just to kind of put ourselves in that space just to listen and, and, and to be with others. So mark that down. Also, that June date for, for Redeeming Heartache, for understanding our story and calling, mark that date down. We want everybody there. I don't know what it's going to be. We want to create that space for where the heartache in your own life or whatever God has been doing, there's, there's some permission. Permission for God to say, yes, God, you can, you can have that story. You can, you can use that story if you want. And so put that down. If you, if you want to know about some gifts or understanding that, I have a number of different tools and assessments. So if you want those, I'll send them to you. I'll email them to them. I'll get, you those, I'll get those to you. There's resources and reading where you can step into and conferences and training. So you just want to say yes to those. And so as God has given that, if you're interested in getting to a group and dialoguing with others, uh, let us know. But we would love to take this discipleship, following Jesus, calling, seriously, for our, for our growth and our good, our destiny in Jesus. May you feel um, refreshed in this and not a weight. And if it's a weight, may the Spirit of God continue to breathe upon you, saying, I've got this. I do the heavy lifting, not you. And so if it feels like a heavy lift, you're in the wrong spot. God is saying, I lift the heavy weight. I put words and strength in your body. I create this all. 
so that I can be seen out of our brokenness and out of our lives. So may it be. Amen. Great to be with you. We hope to see you next Sunday on the fourth week of February. God bless you.